0: Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley.
2: Uh, happy Monday.
0: I'm fighting a fly.
2: I see that. He's buzzing around in my head. Not, it is not wanting to uh, contribute in any way.
0: No. No, he's just but going to annoy me. I, I hope I'll keep my composure throughout the entire show. But <laughs>
2: I see it. He's he just, just keeps dive-bombing his face.
0: Yeah. For no reason, just to be annoying. Little Bastard. He's got friends, but they uh, kill one, and another one arises. It's like the Lazarus fly. <laughs> it's weird.
2: So you might hear slapping throughout the podcast. He's—he's uh, he's had a vendetta trying to get this thing for about five minutes now.
0: Like if I could—if I could kill him with my eyes, he would be dead right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm just zoned in on him.
2: He would have burst into flames.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, I wanted to bring up a few things up top, okay. bo- so I don't forget, because these aren't uh, super game-related, but I thought, hey, I'll bring them up regardless. First thing I wanted to bring up was some sad news uh, that happened over the week. Uh, as many of you may remember, a few months ago, sometime last year, yeah, it's been uh, Todd left us because he had to go take care of his father. Uh, and he was having some health problems, and he needed some personal uh, attention. And Todd and the rest of his family were kind of rotating in and out to try and take care of him as much as possible. But over uh, this week, he passed away. And if you would send all yeah, your love over to Todd on Twitter at Todd D Stark, you don't even have to say anything as far as you know condolences or whatnot. Just just send him love. Just say hey. Love you, man. Whatever. Absolutely. And because uh, cause I I don't know what that's like. And I worry about the day it's that I have stuff. to experience that, you know. Yeah, I haven't gotten there. Stuff. Yeah.
2: So. And I could only imagine with the state of the world right now how much more yeah. that's got to put some more pressure on a person. So, mm. so much love to you, Todd my yeah. condolences if you are I listening I hope there's plenty of friends and family to lean on right now to try to help you get through it it's about the best anyone can hope for in this it's tough it's just tough stuff
0: yeah it, it, like you said just the worst worst possible time not that it's ever a good time but right, right now yeah just compounds even worse I, I i couldn't even imagine so we love you todd
2: we really really do man and and you know
0: it's i don't know what more to say this i'm yeah. i'm awkward with these things cuz it's just
2: well it's never an easy thing to do you know cuz mm. there's no one person who grieves the same way so trying to say you completely understand one way or the other it's just not true so i always yeah. just try to let people know like i'm here i'm so sorry And I just really always hope that people got strong sources to be able to lean on to help themselves get through it. And I think... Love you, man. Yeah. I really do. Sorry to hear it.
0: I think the one thing that I like to say is even if I've experienced something to that effect, like you said, you you never know if it's going to affect them the same way. And grieve however you need to grieve. Anybody, if you lose anybody in this world, if it doesn't, hit you hard so be it. Maybe it'll hit you later on. And that's
2: happened to me before. Everybody you know? has a different process to get through it. Right. Yeah.
0: If it's hit you so hard that you feel like you'll never get over it. Fine. You know, I I've got a friend of mine um she well, friends of my fr- family friends that uh they lost it was like one of my best friends growing up. He passed away a few years back and they speak all the time how they sometimes feel like they're getting better. And then it just, the waves come back and it hurts. And it's like, that's fine. That's Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. You can't help it. So grieve however you got to grieve. That's, that's what I say. Um, so to kind of pick it back up just a little bit,
2: uh, lighten it back up. But I do still love you, Todd. I do. I really
0: do, man. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to kind of just bring a a little quick shout-out to our friends over at the Bootleg Shanty. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were doing a little Q&A this week, and I I pitched them a question based on some things that we had been talking about, like game remakes, and I asked them what video game remake would they like to see, uh, and not a remaster like we've seen a lot of, but like a full-on remake like Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil,
2: Evil, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and Final Fantasy, and even Link's Awakening. Was oh yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that was a remake. That wasn't mm-hmm. a remaster by any stretch. So well, just
2: slapping some new color on it, right? You
0: know. So I asked them that, and they they kind of pitched out. I, I felt like that their answers were a little lean toward they want to see remasters and not so many remakes because I think they were oh, they yeah. were pretty uh, hell bent on saying that we we love the games as they are, and I respect that. And that's wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're I'm not saying any games really need it. Hell, we were talking and you may have this in your notes while we're on mm-hmm. the subject, Resident Evil four is reportedly getting a remake and we were mm-hmm. saying, Does it really need one? What can you do to make it
2: I better? mean, it just seems like they're constantly rebuilding all of it, which is fine. Yeah. You know, if there's a market for it and everything. I just found it interesting with that is that they did a um uh, like, a poll for what people wanted to see next mm-hmm. for a remake. And then it was like, oh, but we're doing four. And it's like, but what, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, what, like, what it's do you... fine. Like, that wouldn't have been the one I had chosen. I, I thought it was smart for two and three. Heck, maybe even, like, Code Veronica or some mm-hmm. of those that I see a lot of people that, you know, really enjoyed in the series. I hadn't heard a lot of people say what we were clamoring for was four. But everybody likes a different Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And he used to deny them that joy, you know?
0: And I I would like to also kind of say that Code Veronica would make more sense than Resident Evil 4. Because that, that was one of those games with the tank controls and the old style. That would have made more sense, especially yeah. in the trend that they were going. Because if you're remaking 4, which was already kind of changing the game of yeah, how the remakes were, everything. Yeah. So do you, are are they remaking it? Are they going to remake it with... The new engine that they've created, so it's I gonna mean, be I just feel like like those.
2: yes, right because then... I mean, if they're going down this hole now of redoing it to the level that they already have mm-hmm. I don't see how Capcom could just be like, here's a new color on four. Yeah. It's like now you've kind of raised all of our expectations out of your studio at the very least of what remakes are going to be from. From them, Like I said, I won't put that on everyone, but yeah. we've seen it a few times now and it's, you're kind of building that expectation that that's what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I just,
0: I, I feel like if you're going to remake that, then follow suit. Remake, mm-hmm. but then remake the remake. So don't just stick with what you've done with two and three. Well, they
2: would have to build a different world, right? Because it wasn't at the police station. It wasn't down those Mm -hmm. streets. You know what I mean? Like, 4 was on its own thing. So they would have to build the world. Now, I don't know, like, how easy it is to swap things like that in and out of those engines. Not a developer. But, like, I feel like 3 came out so fast because you could tell a lot of the same stuff was used, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the same areas were used. They already had that built, you know. Uh, But this one would take a little bit more effort. And, Maybe and, not as much since you have that engine going, but, yeah. you know. But 4
0: also had more of an action-oriented mm-hmm. feel to it more than the slow burn, creeping, crawling, yeah. and everything. So that's where I feel like you they needed to revamp it completely. So make a full-on action Resident Evil game. Like, change mm-hmm. the dynamics of how you play. Make it hardcore. You've got that Tommy gun that you can get later on in the yeah. game, and you're just plowing people down. Work it up like that. Just. Yeah. Think rethink it. Don't just put it in this new engine. That's that's my opinion. Right. Don't put it in this this new engine. That that's what I would like to see. But
2: we'll no, see. We'll wait and see. Yeah. yeah. We'll
0: see. Uh. And finally, this is just more of a uh, a personal story. Man, oh man! I don't even think I told you this uh, throughout the week, but uh, there was a day. I think it was Tuesday, where life decided to sprout in our oh. in our home. Because we woke up one morning and my wife is going out the door to go take my daughter to her schooling through all this. We're doing like some homemade school, if you will. She's got a little group. And I know it's smaller okay. than 10, so people don't freak out.
2: Uh, they all spaced apart. Yeah. The way they need to be, hopefully. But, it's probably harder with children to get them sure. to understand, like, don't go over there and play and hug mm. and lick that toy.
0: Yeah. my My daughter's still not comprehending it. It's gotta be harder, yeah. Yeah, but they were getting ready to go out to their schooling, and then suddenly my wife runs in and says, "Oh my God, there's a baby!" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Apparently, one of our goats was pregnant, and we didn't know. And what made it (laughs) stranger—your
2: life, I tell (laughs)
0: you—and what made it stranger is that we don't know how. Like we know
2: how. Are there no boy goats? There there is around a around there.
0: There is a male yeah. goat, but the question is when did he get her? Because they're separated. We keep the male separated from the female so it's not just like pa pow pa pow, 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 pow. So Well,
2: which one were you fighting with to get back in the gate like a month or two ago? Yeah, that was that, that, that was goat? the that was the male. All, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, you guys went to bed one night and
0: I guess. So <laughs> We got a baby goat. Uh, it it has done well. It's it's working. I don't know if it's a male or female. I don't think we found that out yet. But got a little baby goat. And then what well, was funny? Congratulations. Is, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so as we're dealing with that, and uh, you know, just trying to to maintain, because my wife she gets very focused on the animals when they have babies. It's like, well, I've got to I got to be out there. It's like, no, you don't. They're animals. They can take care mm-hmm. of themselves. And she's They'll like, no, no, up. no. But she she was trying to maintain all that, and we're, we're just kind of minding our own business throughout the day and just getting through it. And then suddenly my daughter uh, is running in from my bedroom and screams, There's a kitten in the closet! What? And, and I was like, what? Now, we had known that our cat that has been roaming around was pregnant, but apparently she decided to have babies in our closet.
2: Oh, my God.
0: So... Uh, luckily, she only had two, <laughs> and not I was like, just gonna
2: ask. Like, yeah, how many new additions do we have now? Yeah,
0: just just two, so whew, We don't have like a mess of kittens, <laughs> right? But yeah, they've they've been cooped up in my closet ever since because I I just I don't want to I don't want to yeah wanna... don't
2: mess with them. Let yeah. Mama take care of it. She knows what she's doing,
0: and and she's been really good about it too. Because the very first day after it happened, like she had practically spent all day in that closet. So I was starting to worry about her. I was like, well, food and water kind of set it in there, but she also hadn't gone to the bathroom. So I was just kind of worried. Hey, are you gonna go mm-hmm. do anything? But the the morning after, I woke up to a cat in the face, and she's looking at me like, "Hey, I I got to go, I got to go." Yeah. So it's I was like, "Stop!" So I was like, <laughs> do, you, "Do you?" And of course, I'm. It's six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "What's going on? What's going on?" So I Did just they go outside. I woke up, walked her to the door, and she took right off. And I was like.
2: Oh my god, I love this cat! (laughs) Right? Thank you. She's like, I kind of messed up your closet a little bit. How about I take this outside? Okay. Yeah, she's
0: just like, I'm I'm going out there. So, and she's done it ever since. Says anytime she needs to go, she'll go to the door and she'd be like, Can I, can I go? And I'm like,
2: Yeah. Hey, perfect. You don't have to clean a litter box. I know. Awesome. I love it. And she
0: wasn't meant to be an inside cat. She's not been an inside cat. It's just been one of those things because she was a stray when we found her, and she just kind of. Like,
2: you could choose you.
0: Yeah, kind of because she showed up at the the house one day and she's just kind of looking at us and she could tell she was skittish, but she almost kind of wanted to come Mm -hmm. over and she was like, I don't know. And I just got her some food and I was like, come on, come on. And then we bonded and we bonded and been together ever since. But that's
2: how it works normally, as cats choose, yeah, I've often said you don't have a cat, you know a cat mm-hmm. that lets you live with them
0: oh well she's she's gotten to the point now where it's she's my cat i mean right. she's we, we i mean she she wants to be with me if there's petting and loving to be had, she comes to me like, hey, mm-hmm. like the, even this morning we were having breakfast, and she could smell. The bacon in the air. Because she ran out of the closet looking around like, I smell bacon.
2: I'm telling you, bacon its one of the best ways to wake anyone mm. up. Doesn't matter. Now we know all life forces.
0: Well, soon, as soon as I got my plate, she just waltzed over and started rubbing on me, rubbing on me. And I was like, <laughs> you want food? Hi. And then well, what was funny is my wife had set aside just a little bit of food for her, just a little plate. And I set it down, you know, in her bowl. And mm-hmm. she was just like. No, I want yours because she looked at it and then she it followed me back to the couch like and was like, "No, yeah. no, no! This is not how this works." I, I gave you food, so you
2: gave her bacon, didn't you? I did. Yeah. See, she loved it. We can't help it. <laughs> we can't help it. It's good. We feel bad for them. It I, is good. I have a
0: bacon addiction. I can't be set in front of a plate of bacon because I will eat every bite.
2: Yeah, you I, really got to make sure we're all served at the same time. Yeah.
0: Because anytime someone says, I'm not going to eat my bacon, yoink. If yeah, I see get, bacon going to waste, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you?
2: Who bacon?
0: My kid. My kid wastes bacon.
2: Steven. I know. Got to get on that, man.
0: There's a lot of things that they gotta do. Got to get that, that early hmm.
2: whilst, while her mind is still moldable. I know.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, that's my... that's that's life
0: that's my start for the day i just wanted to get a lot of that off my chest and and just kind of go off so uh what have you been playing
2: ah well always beat Saber. Mm -hmm. um and i actually started close to the sun this week um which i thought i was going to finish today but um as people probably don't know i attempted to stream on saturday when we record this and um both platforms, Mixer and Twitch, had their own problems with me, so I called it a day early. <laughs> for some reason, the the video on Mixer was way too choppy, and it looked like I was putting on a stop-motion show, which is not good for anyone. And then when I went to Twitch, it just decided I wasn't allowed to have sound. So um, maybe I'll have a report for you on the ending to that game next week, because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we were supposed to finish it today. But it is pretty good. I mean, it's exactly what I thought it was. Um, I knew I had played... The demo at PAX East the last time we had went, um, which was the one I think I told you about, that I kept trying to go back to the booth because their demo was like 30 minutes long and they only had three screens. Right. So And you couldn't really form a line because it was in one of those areas where all the booths were just like right next to each other. So you could maybe put two or three people in that line before it bleeds into another game's line. But I did manage to get it. Um, Very... uh, BioShocky vibes, which I think is what drew me into it in the first place. Um, but it's really just story heavy. It's very story heavy. There's no real. Well, there is no combat. You do have like some chase sequences and things like that. A little bit more horror than I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, all around, for free, not a bad purchase. No, I'll say I got it for free on Epic Game Store last week was it I don't know time has no meaning so before today it was free Uh, (laughs) but I do really like it it is freaking gorgeous it's a really really gorgeous game I'm playing it on PC obviously with it being epic I think that's probably the only place it's on because I want to say that was one of the ones that was epic exclusive at least at that time Mm. I haven't checked to see if it's been opened up anywhere else yet um but yeah, looks great, plays well, the story's intriguing enough. Um, so if you got it for free, obviously I, I highly recommend it. I think it normally retails at $29.99, though, which so far from what I've played and the length of time and assuming how much time I have left, mm-hmm. it's not a ripoff. You know, I feel yeah. like that equates pretty well. Um, and honestly, that might have been about all I've played this week. I've actually been doing pretty good at trying to get some other stuff done that I keep saying I'm going to do, and then I don't, yeah. because that's just how I am, apparently. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was so it was kind of a slower gaming week. I did pick up Just Cause 4, because it was free on Epic this week, so maybe I'll check that one out. I just kind of steal up whatever's free on their game front at this time, while mm-hmm. we're all kind of in a holding pattern on spending money, or at least some of us. Yeah, you know, obviously not everybody, but uh, so I'm grabbing up all the free stuff and maybe like I need a more of a backlog. Yeah, I'm crying no <laughs> out loud. But I I grabbed them anyway. I don't know. um, But yeah, how about you?
0: OK, well, let's see. Uh,
2: like you, you got it. Ooh, he said, let's see. That means there's a there's a few.
0: Well, I'm trying to make sure that there's
2: uh,
0: I'm not missing anything because I don't feel like I really played much more than Final Fantasy VII. The game, uh, I haven't changed my opinion on it, but there was, I guess I I hit my negatives on it. There were a few moments in the game where they do this thing that I've seen a lot in these bigger productions now where they'll force you to walk when there's no reason to.
2: Yes, because they want you to feel like you're still playing the game. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm
0: just like, why, just, I want to go, just why can't I just run to this spot? Nothing's happening.
2: Or just continue the cutscene and, yeah. and negate that whole <laughs> section. You know? yeah, a little, You're just putting me right back in another cutscene.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. little things like that. It's just unnecessary nonsense like that, that I, that I came across in the game that I could do without. So there's, mm-hmm. if, if you thought I didn't have any negatives, there's a negative that, that irks me. Um, I don't, this is one of those games like i look at the trophy list because i I can be a bit of a trophy hunter and i just don't know if i have it in me to go after it because you'd have to play it on hard mode and it's i don't think it would be hard in the sense that i couldn't do it but you have to unlock hard mode which means you have to play the game once and then go back and play it all again And I've already sunk almost 30 hours into it. And I'm just now at the end. And I just don't know if I can do it again. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It's just... Look how long yeah. it took me to get here.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. I just don't you want to know, play other things sometimes too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who so, knows? You might feel differently in a few months once you've had enough distance between the story or something. You're like, you know, let's let's pop it back in again. Yeah. You
0: know? So I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the combat and everything. I still stand by a lot of what I said. So there's nothing about it that's it's making me go like, oh, like when I sit there and talked about the music last week, and hopefully you all caught that little musical cue I threw in there because that was. On purpose, um, <laughs> I still love listening to that tune every time, and I'm I'm actually disappointed. I get why they don't put it in every single time, because they where I said the music just kind of works with the scene and the the setup that they have. That battle tune is not in every fight, so they alternate new battle themes with certain areas because it works. Mm-hmm. It would just yeah. be really odd to shift that tune into a situation that it just doesn't work in. So I get it. They're, they're keeping the flow of the music better, which I like. But right. I don't know. Uh, there were a few emotional scenes, which I won't talk about, because there was even some talk about spoilers that I've heard. Like, yeah. Is this a game that spoilers shouldn't matter anymore?
2: Well, okay. My only thing with that is, you've still got to understand, how old was this game?
0: Uh, came out in 94.
2: Five, I think. Okay. So. 96. Enough time that if somebody is 21, 22 years old and have never played it, it's a brand new game for them. Sure. I get both sides of the argument, Mm -hmm. but like, can we just not think it's fun to just wreck a thing for somebody else just for the sake of doing it? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like half the time people are throwing out spoilers and stuff because for some reason in their sick mind, it's just fun to steal that joy from somebody else getting to discover it on their own
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah like just shut up put it in a blog post that people can actively click on if they want to read it or something you know don't yeah. just put it on twitter so-and-so died in the movie you know it's like god why yeah not- who, who needs to hug you man
0: i'm <laughs> <And> what- like <laughs> And with it being a remake, they could completely mm. change certain things that... Uh, and I
2: heard it's not completely the same anyway. No. As far as like story goes. Mm. I mean, like, or split up or however. Listen to me. I should shut up. I never played any of them. I don't know. But still. I'm just listening to y'all.
0: It's called a remake. Yeah. You don't have to follow every single little thing. You can well, remake it. The
2: 12 articles that I saw in a row yeah. last week. And on the same site.
0: You don't have to do it the same way. <laughs> That's why it's a remake, so yeah. things might change. Who knows? But yep. yeah, there were some there were some moments in there story wise that uh, I don't remember. Again, I, I I played some of seven. I never finished it, but I did play some of it. But there were characters I don't recall ever. I'm just gonna say it. I don't remember characters dying. Certain characters dying, mm-hmm. and uh, certain characters died in this. And I was like, did they die? In the because I, I couldn't remember but yeah. the way they played out the scenes it was emotional and I was like oh wow and there was even a scene that was sh- I've always kind of your toe in the line man yeah. you're like <laughs> well, I don't I don't feel like this is a spoiler per se because I, I asked a question to myself because there there are like three women within this game that all seem to have a thing for cloud who's our main protagonist. Mm -hmm. And the first is a girl called Jessie, and she works within this organization that you're with. And I think she's just smitten with you. You know, she just, oh, you're hot. Oh, my gosh, you're so tough. And she just, she comes off like that. It's like flirty and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she's just, yeah, she's just all into you. But I don't think Cloud has an attachment. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just kind of brushes her off. Then you've got Tifa, who is an old friend of his. And you, I've always been been curious if he had a thing for her. Because you kind of get a sense that he does care for her, but I don't know if he's romantically interested in her. You know what okay. I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, sometimes you get a sense of it, sometimes you don't. It, it depends on the scene. And I've always been curious about that because then you go to Aerith, who's the other girl in the game. And Cloud just bumps into her randomly; doesn't know who she is. But then he gets to know her, and then he just he wants to protect her. And then, of course, she's a, it has a bigger role in the game. But she seemed like that was his romantic interest. And mm. I was always curious: to, is it Tifa or is it Aerith? I don't. I never knew. So in this game, I felt like it got pushed to the forefront: who it's supposed like to it be.
2: Clarified it for you. Yeah,
0: and it's okay. from what I'm gathering, it's supposed to be Aerith because there was a scene. Where they were having a conversation and Aerith just said, don't fall in love with me. And he was just like, what? And she's just like, don't fall in love with me. And I was like, all right. So that was <laughs> just. Whatever, woman. I just kind of put it in <laughs> perspective because at that point, that's a romantic. Like she can sense it's happening. And he, she just like, don't do it. Yeah. Just just don't do it. And I'm like, all right. So
2: it's too late. And
0: you saw it on his face it's like it broke his heart and it was just like
2: uh. <laughs> Aww, I guess I gotta go choose from the other too <laughs> but
0: but anyway yeah I play I've been playing that a lot I was hoping to finish it before today but I've just it wasn't until late last night I was just like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go because there yeah. were just a few little things here and there. I got so stuck in a minigame that pissed me off. And it was like this exercising minigame. There was mm-hmm. one that you do where you're doing squats with cloud. And I, I did okay with that. I failed a few times until I found my rhythm and then I, I finished it. And then there were these pull-up challenges you got to do later on. I was so ready to break my controller. <laughs>
2: is he weak?
0: It was so frustrating because... This is like a
2: timing thing?
0: It's not even timing. I just, I, I could, I felt like the computer was cheating me on so many, <laughs> because you've got three levels, amateur, pro, or amateur, I can there's three levels to it. Pro is the the difficult level. Now, when I did squats on pro, like I said, I failed two or three times, and then I, I found my rhythm, and I was like, all right, I got it. Just, I gotta, I gotta keep up, move, and boom. Mm-hmm. On this, there's a pattern, a button pattern, and it kind of goes in a four-figure. You know, you go okay. uh, bottom to top and then top to left and then right and so on. So they'll zigzag like that. That was not my problem. They'll show you what buttons to start with to kind of start you off slow and you're doing that. And then you've just got to speed up and then you just got to get your pace, but pace, 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 pace. And then just speed up.
1: Uh-huh.
0: The other asshole, no matter how much you're sitting there just pushing those buttons, he's just cranking away. You know, and you're just like, I can't. And then you're trying to keep up and you're trying to go faster. And then somehow, somehow you mess up. And then the moment you fall, you're done. Because you're not going to have enough time to get back up and catch up. It's just not Mm going to happen.
2: And I tied him. Can you sabotage him?
0: No. And that was one of those things Uh. I was wondering. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Because I even started looking it up. And I thought, maybe maybe I'm missing something. And they said, no, 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 you just can't screw up. And I was like, I haven't screwed up at all.
2: (laughs) Just... Just don't suck. That's through their advice. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that
0: was essentially it. And that was there were yeah. so, so many times that I did not screw up. So mm-hmm. many times I tied with him. I tied with him five times. Five times. And what made it worse is there are these little moments sometimes where you get fatigued. Mm-hmm. So you'll get stuck on a button, you've got to tap it like five times and then you can move on. And I would While be While your
2: fingers are already fatigued from already doing everything. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So I would, be, I would be right there, tiebreaker, and then that thing would show up, and I did not have enough time to hit the button five times and then keep going to make one more pull-up, and that's how I'd tie, and I was like, this is bullshit. I was I so mad. I had to stop at one point because I was just, oh, my God. But, I think
2: you and I are the same way that way. Like I will get salty and I know I have to stop because I'm like, I'm like legit angry right yeah. now. And it's just a game. I'm supposed to have fun, but I'm like, my blood pressure is ro- like all the way through the roof. My cheeks are blood red.
0: Mm-hmm. Luckily I did it.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> I finally
0: did it. So, but it was just, it was, oh my God. I just, w- the when I came back to it yesterday <laughs> and, I, and I lost that first time, My heart rate went to the top. And I was just like, I'm not going to do this today.
2: And now I'm having a heart attack instantly. What's happening?
0: But outside of that, um, when I've been trying to kill time, I I finished Dragon Quest, which it was... was, There's a lot of nostalgia in that game for me, I, I guess. And even though it's an older game, I just... I have... I have memories of playing it and and it brought back a lot of memories and it was it's just a fun game to kind of kill some time if you're watching something in the background it's easy to kind of grind and watch tv at the same time you know what i mean yeah because you don't have to pay attention while you're fighting you just fight and then once i finished it i decided screw it i'll go ahead and get dragon quest 2 and then i started on it and that's brought back some memories as well so but it they are uh I guess they would be considered remakes in a way because they are not technically a remastered version, but they are still kind of the same version. You know what I mean? Like they play the yeah. same, but they've got I mean this, like
2: when you just upgraded it so it would work on a different system sort of deal.
0: Yeah, because they, I mean they don't have like the eight bit graphics from old. I mean these they've got nice little animated sprites now, so they look really good. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, share with everybody. Since in Epa or in Dragon Quest Two, you get to have three characters in your party as opposed to the one from the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. I decided I would name the characters uh, after our trio, so it's uh, Stephen, Todd, and Lace. So I am Prince Stephen, Todd is Prince Todd, and you are Princess Lacia. Yes. So we shall rule. We are. On our way to destroy the force. the evil of, of whatever this world is. I don't remember the guy's name, but that's our quest right now. We're, we've got to build you up. Your levels are low, so I'm trying to get you buff. I
2: work out, man.
0: But you I got some, get some
2: pull-ups in.
0: Yeah, get some pull-ups.
2: <laughs> Do my pull-ups and my squat. Get your
0: heart rate up. <laughs> right? But, yeah, that's that's about all I've been doing. And I'm sure by next week I'll have at least one of the two games beaten, if not both. So we'll see.
2: Excellent. Hey, good use of time. Good sure. use of time. Perfect. All right. Well, we do have some good news. Lots of news. Okay. Good Good chunk. Or at least ones that took a minute. Mm-hmm. Like you had to get in the meat of it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, of course, with our new for- format, get the COVID-19 news out of the way right away. Really? So we can, you know, knock that out. Um, the first little bit of news within that, uh, the Indie Mega Booth unfortunately has decided to shut down all operations for the remainder of 2020. Um, As they mentioned, they're still just a real small team and the situation obviously is bigger than they can overcome at the moment. So they're, they're hanging on long enough to finish the steam support sale that is happening. Mm -hmm. So the, the going away for now sale as, as they were putting it. So they are hopeful that the sale will give gamers a chance to discover the games. They won't be able to see it at a con and the uh, pay anything you want model revenue. And they also have a PayPal link if you want to support directly, if you are in a position to do so, of course. Uh, They are using all the proceeds to finish off any financial obligations they may have had left over. Uh, They say it's the best way to help right now is to try to make it to the Steam sale, if you could possibly do it. So after nine years, though, it is very heartbreaking to see. I hope whatever our new normal is after this is over will allow them to thrive even better than ever, because the Indie Mega Booth was always what I wanted to hit at cons and basically lived there. I never bothered to, to, to go try other games out. Well, I mean, some, but like I was there for the indie. So I'm hoping we can keep supporting them and they'll come back even stronger than ever. Um, and so we've got a little bit more news on the Sony PS5, which some of you have probably already heard about. Um, it seems like right now Sony plans to limit how many PS5s will be available to sell at launch, Uh, maybe at least in its first full year. Uh, There was a Bloomberg article that just came out that Sony Core is plans to produce far fewer units in the first year than it had for other systems. They think with how ambitious the specs are and the high price that is likely to come with it, uh, the pandemic has in fact hampered their marketing, uh, but it doesn't appear to be hampering the production, which is which is good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yet anyway, I guess I should say so. As of now, it is reported that they plan on making about five to six million units of the PlayStation Five at launch, ending in March 2021. For perspective, PS4 sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters in its release in 2013. So just a little perspective on how much less that is. So Mm -hmm. devs who have been creating for the system has anonymously said that they think the price, because that's something we've all been kind of wondering, too, will hit that $499 to $549 range, Mm -hmm. which is about, I think, what we've been kind of guessing might be the sweet spot anyway. But Sony hasn't been able to report yet what the system will cost, and if they will have to settle on a loss for the system, which is something we've also discussed might have to be the case since parts have increased in price, I'm sure, for them. Uh, so should they should they push that onto the consumer and try to make it up on game sales or the PlayStation subscriptions or are they going to make it just make less in launch in hopes to make it more affordable later on? So it seems like regardless of when it comes out, you still might be waiting to get the console <laughs> one guess was in the article though that they stated that since the ps4 and pro are 300 and 400 respectively right now that they that, that they plan to cut the cost on those systems to maybe help alleviate mm-hmm. so maybe it looks like they're trying to stimulate sales now in hopes to keep furthering on with playstation 5 um maybe grabbing more people for the streaming service or what have you but uh just trying to increase revenue all around sure instead of a one-time purchase on the console. So the pro- production might change because of the virus. Sony is already has people working from home, and most likely they are doing away with the public press conferences. It was the way to promote the console. Um, it also goes on to report that suppliers have been delivering components and are hopeful to begin mass production in June of this year, so June of 2020. Um, so also, COVID has prevented Sony engineers from traveling to China. Mm -hmm. So you got that going on. So a whole myriad of other things that it's just halted. So just kind of try to grapple with the idea now that even when it's released, you might still have a hard time finding it. Um, And please do not spend an exorbitant amount off of some jerk who managed to get it and sell it on eBay. Please don't support those people. Nope. (laughs) Please, 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 please. It
0: is not Uh, worth it. I
2: want them to sit in it (laughs) if they didn't want it. Um, but, uh, on to other news outside of PlayStation, Oculus connect seven is also planning to move to a digital format this year. So the actual conference is canceled, which is again, no big surprise. We've been seeing this on all the conventions. Um, Activision blizzard is also again, as we know, another one that's been (laughs) canceled. Um, But Activision Blizzard's plan outside of working from home policies is to give their 10,000 employees a direct line to their CEO, Bobby Kotick. This is what I found interesting here. So on a recent appearance on CNBC... Kotick talked about how they are taking care of their own through these tumultuous times. And this feels pretty on the mark, assuming all of this is actually happening. So the plan that they've set into place for their workers, Mm -hmm. um, including those working at home, uh, receiving mental health support, which I think is amazing that we're hearing a lot of that going into this, child care providers if needed. Um, They've also have paid for some home broadband upgrades some of their workers to take home and also to take home any necessary equipment to be able to perform their job and if there's any concerns you can call kotick personally and speak to him apparently uh this has been confirmed by an employee so right now a few hundred have actually called but it seems to be going over very well so you're working Mm -hmm. from home Activision Blizzard tried to take it a step extra. Here, you can get a hold of the CEO now. Um, Additionally, uh, Activision Blizzard is supporting a clinical trial at University of California, Los Angeles, and it will provide low-cost, widely available antiviral meds at the onset of coronavirus symptoms. And also, the company is backing the development of a new blood serum test. So it sounds like they are actually trying to do some good here. And I'm always happy to hear they're trying to keep their employees safe through all of this. Um, but interestingly, the report went on to add, and I'm pretty sure you reported this, Steven, when you did a piece about how much each CEO of game companies make in comparison to their employees. Because I remember you did a piece mm-hmm. about that. Kotick reportedly made 306 times the average employee at his company. Even last year, they laid off 800 workers after a record year. Mm -hmm. But as the article went on to say, I guess now you can at least uh, call him up. Yeah. If you were one of the ones furloughed or just straight up laid off. Um, But good to hear. Good to hear. That was some really good info in there, that stuff that it looks like that the company is at least trying to provide for their workers to keep them hopefully a little bit motivated to work from home during these weird and strange times that... I don't know what I don't know what's real anymore man Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Gamescom 2020 Officially announced that they are canceling as well Um, There are plans to do it digitally, as with most of the major games conferences this year. Um, Mass gatherings in Germany apparently had just straight up been prohibited through August 31st. So it's not like how it seems like here in the States where they just keep 15, 30 days at a time. Mm -hmm. They just straight up said straight through there. So which Gamescom was to take place between August 25th and the 29th. So it appears it will keep those dates for the digital event. On the plus side... Jeff Keeley has announced that he will still be doing the opening night, which okay. means we'll still see some announcements from some major publishers, which as you remember, um, I had to look it back up that he did like the mini E3 esque kind of announcements that, that would happen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like he could still look forward to that. Um, and that's the end of my COVID news. Hooray. Hey, so hopefully we're done with that for the rest of the, for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> But on to other news, Uh, Valve patented a Steam controller design, which I found quite interesting since you might remember last year they were selling off the remaining controllers that they had for like five bucks a pop because they had discontinued it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have reports that maybe Valve isn't exactly done with trying out the PC controller. Uh, There has since been a patent published that describes the other controller, which has swappable controls. So described with it, it says, among things, handheld controllers configured to detachable to different controls, as well with methods you're using to assemble the handheld controller. So like if you want to put the directional pad where your joystick would be or so on and so forth, you are free to do that to whatever the comfort is for you when you're playing games. Uh, the patent uh, doesn't... Give us a presumable name of the controller yet, but there were drawings showing us what it was going to look like. At least at the time that I'm recording this right now. So with the ability to completely change controls by taking off that thumbstick, like I was saying. Um, apparently, though, this was filed in 2018 and was just now published. Huh. So it's like maybe they just sat on it until they thought they could pull it off or pull the trigger on it. <laughs> uh, pun intended. <laughs> But originally the controller, or at least the original one, was meant for the Steam Link. If anybody kind of remembers that when they were trying to make PC gaming more TV friendly, like trying to turn it kind of into your your Steam library into a console. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe this one might be what PC gamers need, want, VR ready. I don't know. I guess let's just see what comes out if it does. <laughs> Um, ESRB now has a new rating, which I'm sure maybe some of us have seen floating around this week. Um, If we remember back in April of 2018, the ESRB began giving ratings to interactive elements to physical games that had in-game purchases, Mm -hmm. which was to inform parents or whoever was purchasing said games that there would in fact have in-game purchases. Now it goes on to add in-game purchases, including random items, which is how it should read on the physical copy of the games you buy, which to me indicates, hey, loot boxes are in here. Mm -hmm. Proceed with caution. So loot boxes, gotcha games, item or card packs, prize wheels, treasure chests, etc. Be clear, in-game purchases can refer to anything cosmetic, but if it also includes the wording, includes random purchases, this leads you to know that there will be loot boxes or something I just mentioned Inside the game. So, why now, though? Apparently, the ESRB has been reached out to enough about adding this tidbit of info for clarity before purchasing the game itself. So, they wanted to ensure that the wording covered all types of transactions with randomized elements. Which is why it doesn't just straight up say loot boxes. I would assume this might be more for parents, again, like I was saying, or... uh, who aren't gamers Mm -hmm. and buying a game for their kid maybe. Uh, But the transparency is, is very nice. So at least this way you should be able to determine whether or not you want to even go in that deep with the game. Or maybe if you have a gambling problem, this could be your warning to stay away from that particular game.
0: Now, here's a question I have Mm -hmm. to the ESRB. Does a loot box constitute a specific rating? Because we all know, Graphic violence and language will automatically get you an M rating. So, do loot boxes constitute a teen rating? Do they constitute maybe an E10? Hmm. Because I feel like that's important if you're creating this description. Yeah. What would be your barrier to put them in? Because obviously, we shouldn't be seeing loot boxes in an. E, like a early children game, whatever right. they call like it. The EC.
2: You're not allowed to even advertise to kids. So exactly. let alone putting it, you know.
0: So I am I would be curious to know if there is a age gate to loot boxes.
2: Interesting. I didn't think about looking, uh, diving into that, but that might be something I, I check out after here because I was just reading the, the article and why it was changing and what they were adding to. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pay attention to whether it said like, you know, in its example... If it said E or T for teen or M for mature or anything like that, no, that's like, a good question though.
0: I feel like it should automatically constitute
2: as eighteen plus eighteen to, or eighteen to gamble, or is it twenty-one?
0: Yeah. Uh I think it's twenty-one, but then you would have to slap the adult-only yeah. title on it, so at least an M it's rating.
2: True. At least I would think that would be fair. I think so. Yeah. Okay, let's see. So it looks like we're getting good reports about how Rockstar has been changing its ways over uh, over there, (laughs) which this all sounds pretty freaking fantastic. I'm hoping it's all true. But as we've reported here again in the past, Rockstar has had some heat over the last year leading up to Red Dead Redemption 2 and how crunch time was a thing and that there was a call to action for the company to change its practices. So, according to a report this last week, they have taken steps to ensure that moving forward. So Jennifer Colby said in an email to Kotaku that in these last several months, we've undertaken a lot of work across every area of the company, looking at our processes to determine what works and what doesn't, what we have or what we are is great, what we are great at. I can't even read my own writing, and what we could improve. So Colby wrote in an email uh, sh- that we hope that the majority of you have felt the positive changes already. And that those who haven't soon will. Uh, so she went on to outline 2020 with more flexible work schedules for the developers in all of their studios, California, UK, doesn't matter where it's at, management leadership training, anonymous surveys for feedback from the employees, regular updates on the company's future games and the updates coming along with, and timeframes and things like that, and just better all over overall communication with their team. And she also goes on to say that she believes that they are taking the steps necessary to improve its practices, and acknowledges that there is still more work to be done. Uh, so it appears at this time that the heavy scrutiny they faced for the time frame people worked to push out our uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was finally taken seriously. A shame it had to be that way in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, But good to know that is actively being addressed. So I'll keep my eye on that space uh, to keep informed if indeed they are pushing forward in the right way, as she promised. Because Crunch wasn't the only thing that they were under fire for, so they have their work cut out for them. Uh, But a developer did state that they feel overall the culture is much healthier. And that hopefully in a year or two, they won't be back where they started. But they did confirm it is moving in the right direction. So even now with everyone working from home... It was shown that Rockstar is at least saying the right things that they do to keep emphasizing that it's normal. Uh, She even put one out to, to the team, an email to the team, emphasizing that it's normal to not even be productive right now, and that our focus should be on our health and taking care of their families. So it should also be noted there has been a lot of management shifts that have happened along in the process. So as you know, Dan Houser departed, and Rockstar themselves has replaced several studio heads Throughout, mm-hmm. So it seems like they are trying to actively get rid of, well, the bad actors. Uh, and off topic, though, the article did go on to talk about mitigated crunch on the next project, which is another entry in the GTA series we're hearing about. Mm-hmm. So although this is very much in its early phases, we probably won't hear a bunch about it for a while. But I think that seamlessly goes nice into the rumors we've been hearing about GTA uh, GTA 6. Not officially confirmed, but I think it's very fairly, fairly credible at this point. Mm-hmm. It is being worked on, probably just being started. Uh, but how it is released seems to be a little different for this time around, according to rumors. So it was noted that I read... One plan that management has laid out for the next game, a new entry in GTA series, is to start out with a moderately sized release, which by Rockstar standards would still be large, uh, that is then expanded with regular updates over time, which may help to mitigate stress and crunch. So does this mean DLC, episodic, seems really weird, but I mean, if it keeps you from overworking your staff... Is it more online that they're just going to keep building off of? I have no idea. But GTA 6, maybe they figured out a way to satire life after all. I have no idea. Like, it keeps getting weirder. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure where you go from here. Because that's always been kind of the thing, right? Where he's like, we always kind of satired life. And how do you do that now? (laughs) You know? It's kind of like. This is weird. I don't know who got the script for the world right now, but we we need to rewrite it. But so there you go. It looks like we have GTA 6 confirmed, and we're way, way, way far away from hearing any more about what the focus would be. Um, Next bit of news I have, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Bundle Leak. Maybe a leak. Maybe it's for sure. Microsoft revealed the sizzle trailer for a, again, we're not sure if this is leaked or not, Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One X bundle. It's a pretty slick looking console, though, I have to say. Uh, The controller even looks really cool with the two different tones on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it does contain both a special edition of the Xbox One along with the controller that leaked in another previous retail uh, listing. Doesn't seem to have the game included which kind of defeats a purpose. Don't these bundles usually get it. So I, I, maybe again, since it was just a leak, they didn't add it. Maybe it does in fact come with it. I, I, I don't know. Now I don't remember if I've ever seen it both ways in the past. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, go check it out though. It does look like a cool console. I'm not the type that goes after the themed consoles and stuff like that. Like if I were buying it brand new, maybe, but I've got a PlayStation, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, But it does look cool. And then the last bit of news that I have, which is actually kind of some sad news. This I actually just saw today. Um, I'm actually just going to read this off of the PlayStation Lifestyle homepage. But Game Industry lost three of their voice actors here very, very recently. So the guy who did the voice of Deacon on Days Gone Final Fantasy's Reno, and Resident Evil 2's remake Leon. So what happened here, and again, I'm just going to read it from this because I just got this before we started to record today, so I didn't have a lot of time to rework it, but it's mm-hmm. really short. Um, so again, I'm reading this off their website, that the they suffered a huge loss this week as the three-voice actor. So Philip Duarte, uh, and I, I believe, I can't say this name, KG Fujiwara, which is Final Fantasy's Reno, and Paul Haddad, which is the original Resident Evil 2's Leon. So, news mm-hmm. of Duarte's death was shared on Twitter by PlayStation and the Ben Stu- Lead Studios world designer, Eric Jensen. Um, apparently, his was from a heart attack, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Um, so, outside of his role as deacon, uh, St. John Duarte was an, a, apparently an award-winning actor known for roles in Invisible Life. Um, it looks like a lot of Spanish movies that I would have never heard of before. Um, and then Fujiwari passed away on April 12th, uh, apparently had been battling cancer. So, my heart goes out to you there as well. And then Haddad, who was the Leon Kennedy in a red, uh, original Resident Evil 2, um, apparently just had a bunch of other kind of health problems so nothing covid related it sounds like because i know that's almost instantly what we're thinking in today's day and age but Mm -hmm. my heart goes out to all of those families that's a rough week and um i'm really sorry to hear that and thank you for your contributions to our games for sure uh But we've got some quickets, so hopefully I can lighten the mood back up again here. Uh, Half-Life Alex was made playable without VR. <laughs> <laughs> i don't I don't recommend it, but it technically did work. I tried watching it. <laughs> no Somebody figured out how to make it work, so I guess if you're like super badly wanting to play and don't have VR, there you go. Okay. Um, we had a little uh Final Fantasy VII. Uh, news with how much it sold within the first three days. I was looking at that 703,000 units, which is actually a lot lower than Final Fantasy 15 did on launch. But of course, hard copy to download ratio is at play here. Since it did come out in a time where physical copies is basically hard to come by on anything. So Mm. I'll just blame COVID.
0: Yeah, I would.
2: Why not? Right. Um, Xbox one is now $299.
0: OK, nice. so you
2: got sort of a cheaper console if you, if you could find it. I don't know if this is going to cause it to be um, sold out since it's technically cheap now, I guess. <laughs> um And then we got a new XCOM trailer for XCOM Chimera Squad, which looked like a fun one. So if you're in an XCOM fan, go definitely check this out. It looks like just way more XCOM, more fun, more story. I definitely recommend checking out that trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Um, and then the last little quicket that I have is about the Steam's Games Festival that was announced. So if you were a developer, you can submit online through April 24th, 2020. Demo build deadlines is May 15th, 2020. And the festival itself is set for June 9th through the 14th. So allowing gamers to play more upcoming games from home. So if you want to get in on that from any front, those are the dates and how you would go about it. Definitely check out the Steam page for more info about where to submit. Um, And then Crisis got a remaster that was revealed this week. That was a big deal for people. I suppose. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'll take their word for it.
2: You know. I mean, it did look slick, but I never played the original or anything. So I have no like base of comparison. But I guess there was like some rumor leaks that were happening on the Twitter page. Mm-hmm. And so people started going, oh, Are we getting another one? Like maybe they just instantly thought it was going to be like Crisis 2 or something else. And then it was a remaster. But they seem happy yeah. that that's what it was too. So I'm happy for you. Sure. I'm always happy when people are happy. <laughs> so this week, I have some weird news. Weird news? I know. I haven't found anything, again, what's weird anymore, right? But <laughs> but this one was kind of fun. So I thought we could probably use a little lightning up here. Uh, so apparently an NPC protocol droid <laughs> in Battlefront 2 had a bad day. Okay. Um, so there was a fun article posted um, by a, a Reddit user, Scorpion5437, discovered what could be an Easter egg or a bug. Um, but according to the player and the friend Scorpion was playing Battlefront 2 with, they encountered two droids just hanging out in a hallway, all being a droid. You know how they do. Mm-hmm. It looked like one of the C-3PO ones, and I, I, I guess out of boredom, they just decided to attack it. I mean, what's it going to do, right? Right. But apparently, it it finds a weapon out of thin air <laughs> and very aggressively attacks you back. <laughs> So absolutely not what they were thinking was going to happen um, out of this droid NPC, I have to keep adding. But it didn't only produce a weapon from nowhere, but also became invincible and eventually just floored the players that were attempting to bully it. Uh, (laughs) But according to the article, though, some other folks were theorizing that it was an Easter egg and referencing the murderous droids that appeared in the Dr. Aphra comics. Ah,
0: yes. Okay, I know that.
2: Uh, but some just think it might be a bug. Or maybe the machines are just finally rising against us. I mean, either way. I don't know. I think. Yeah. I like that theory. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, th- I think it would be. A... <laughs> it's a fun
2: clip. Fun clip to watch.
0: I think it would be cool to, I mean, like, I would lean toward the Dr. Afra Easter egg bit. Why not? I mean, we'll never see them in a movie as far as I'm concerned because, you know, we don't need lead women in movies for some reason. I'm just gonna.
2: Are we just assuming though that like Battlefront 2 was that forward thinking? I don't know. Well, I, <laughs> I guess doubt just, it, but I wonder. But you never know. There's probably some really good eggs that are in there, like uh, that are working for them, and, and and could have thought that was funny, and maybe just not told anyone. I have heard yeah. people leave stuff in coding just to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. let's just see. Or they put it behind a wall, thinking nobody will find it, or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. It's just too much work to remove it; just easier to block it or whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> um but yeah so i definitely if you want to go check out that clip it's kind of funny how cocky they thought they were and then it literally just pulls out this high weapon out of nowhere and just is like (laughs) and just like eventually mows them down because it wasn't taking any damage anymore okay but i actually have also i'd buy that for a dollar (laughs) hold that thought i will i'm holding
0: Because since you, there was a bit of weird news. I was going to wait and see if you had it, but I heard something this morning and I want to throw one in. Yeah. This isn't something that is uh, in development, but a patent was apparently discovered from Sony about a device that they had been working on. I don't know if this was for the PlayStation 4 or possibly for the PS5. I'm going to assume the PS5 okay but it's apparently a companion uh, we'll call it a droid a companion okay. droid for you to play to have with you as you play games
1: mm-hmm. apparently
0: this thing will support you emotionally like if it feels you're getting angry it's going to talk to you and tell you it's okay and, and support you and, And, you know, pat you on the back and and all this other stuff. And, you know, lift you up and make you feel good. Like it can sense your emotions. Your hype
2: man. Yeah. Your hype man. It's
0: supposed to be able to sense your emotions somehow. Not only that, but this companion droid will also play games with you. Now, as it was kind of pointed out in the section that I kind of uh, heard about it in. You're already kind of playing the CPU, so this companion droid would still technically be the CPU. So I don't see how it really play with you. <laughs> you know what
2: I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I'd have to look this up so I could see it and see what the do they have any kind of.
0: I can I can find I think like it was a
2: breakdown.
0: An, I think it was an IGN video. I can send it okay. to you because it was just you kind I'm of cocked your head. to understand. Yeah, because I mean. I guess in one hand it could be kind of you know nice to have somebody there. Like if you like if I was getting angry at the, the pull up thing, yeah, then, need this, some then this Shh. thing is like, hey hey man, it's okay, it's all right man, you got this. I understand you're, you're upset, good. but it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Just take a breath, take a breath. But at the same time, I could also see someone getting really angry at this thing and saying, shut up man, shut up, you don't know what it's like, and then punching Breaking this thing it. in the face. <laughs>
2: But is that still anger management? I could be. You didn't take it out on anybody else, so you're just taking it and, out on your companion.
0: And you know what? Maybe that's his point. You're like, if you're punching it, it's sitting there you're going, yes, yes, punch me harder. Punch me harder. Oh, yes, yes.
2: Punch me harder. I <laughs> lose it. Come on. <laughs> Ooh, that one really hurt. You're doing such a good job. <laughs> you're doing great, man. I really am hurting right now, man. You're doing great. So it's... So strong.
0: Whatever this thing is, again, not not in development, that we know of. It's just a patent that was found. Mm-hmm. But very strange. Very, very odd. Because I tr- I'm trying to understand the the logic behind it. I, I get that it could be beneficial in a way. But I also know that if it had a very annoying voice and would oh, repeat it itself, would away right away. I would lose my shit pretty quick. Saying, shut up, dude. Just mm-hmm. shut up.
2: Okay, mm-hmm.
0: man. Yeah, it's no. fine. It's okay, bro. Uh, oh, dude. If it was a bro, bro buy <laughs> It's okay, bro. It's all right, bro. Bro. all right, bro. It's all it's right, right, bro. It's okay. I got you. But anyway. <laughs> let's go back to...
2: I'd buy that for a dollar. No. All right. So this one might kind of be more for me, per se. But I think you'll enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. So, how about a one-of-a-kind extremely well-detailed statue of Ash Williams in Evil Dead 2. Okay. The level of detail on this thing is actually really freaking incredible. So Prime 1 Studio is the one who created this, okay. collectible. Ash is one of the few non-monster characters in horror games to have a lot of notoriety, mm-hmm. I would say, it probably easily recognized based on his final iconic appearance armed with a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun and a chainsaw strapped to his stump on his right arm, where his hand once was, mm-hmm. capturing the likeness of the details of Bruce Campbell. This, this is uh, the scale of this statue. Pretty freaking huge, too. And it comes with an additional portrait. As you're looking at it, it also has on the detail the trap door with Henrietta trying to escape from the cabin cellar. It also has an alternate portraits that I think you can swap with it. Mm-hmm. Evil dead vans. This is kind of crazy. All right. It even has the infected hand on the floor. Okay. The Necronomicon in the front of the statue. The deer head that laughed along with Ash is hanging on the wall. And you have, and it's the back of the wall is like the cabin. So he's standing in the cabin. The material for his shirt totally real. It's not like a painted-on thing. All right. So the material, if this helps you, is polystone. It's now. I was trying to break down the 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 measurements because it said 38 inches tall, which seemed kind of crazy. <laughs> But it was saying that it was 96 centimeters wide and 67 centimeters deep. And I guess with it being that tall, like it looked freaking huge, right? Mm-hmm. So with all of that detail, and with it being Ash Williams, and you're a collector, so I figure you might have a little bit more of an idea about how like detailed something like this and the price and stuff would get. So Steven, mm-hmm. what would you pay For Ash Williams, Evil Dead 2 in a cabin scene.
0: I mean, I don't know if I'd pay anything because I know it's going to be a lot. Now, if it's as detailed as you say, and if it's exactly what I'm imagining in my head, the level of detail, this is not one of those $100 things that you can just go to not wrong no. i know
2: i shouldn't lead i shouldn't lead my person but you are not wrong no i
0: i'm <laughs> i'm well versed in how these things work usually these uh larger collage oh man I almost had him that time little son of a the fly came I back see it. anyway um he's trying no he's, he's making the rounds boy. he's trying <laughs> uh no this is high dollar but would it be over a thousand? That's what I'm. I'm, uh, I'm going to take a gamble. Mm-hmm. And say seven ninety-nine.
2: And say seven ninety-nine. Okay. Well, that might be your first payment. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so. To have this with you and keep in mind, too, I think a lot of it is shipping costs as well. Mm-hmm. Your first payment, they're only asking for 150 bucks. So that's reasonable, right? For your payment. Okay. But all in all, you will be looking at paying $1,349.10. Don't know why the, the dime had to get involved, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah, that when was. When you saw
2: the 150, I was like, oh. Oh, you <laughs> So yeah. Holy crap. So
0: uh, double what I said just about.
2: Mm. That's what I was saying. I'm like, they'll probably take that one as as your first payment mm-hmm. if you wanted to overlook the 150 for the first one. Sure. But I almost kind of want you to link this, and I I will share it with you because. Like, if there was one that I was ever just going to frivolously spend money on, the detail on this was actually really, really cool. And, like, GG, okay. Prime 1 Studio, it looked really, really cool.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If I happen to make a boatload of money at some point in time, that will be a birthday present in the near future. But until then...
2: <laughs> Excellent. They're probably only making, like, five of them for all probably. I know, you know. But- <laughs> I don't know if this guy is just like, happy quarantine. I've got plenty of time. I'm going to bang out a bunch of these <laughs> from like wood stumps I have in my yard or some sh- I don't know. <laughs> but it did look really cool. So if you're a collector and you've got FU money, I recommend this one. Yeah. It looked really cool. Especially if you're an Ash fan, which.
0: Someone uh, in this room might someone be. Someone might be.
2: Well, more Bruce Campbell, but he is Ash. Yeah. Sorry. He is You're not going to convince me anybody else can be Ash. It's like, Did you see that article the other day, too? Sorry, I know I'm getting off track again. No, it's again. Okay. But, like, that Raimi supposedly said he would love to do Evil Dead 4 so long as Bruce would would do it. And since Bruce retired, aw. Mm. And I'm like, are you really going to push it off on him now? Are you like, oh, if you talk Bruce into coming out of retirement fresh, we could do Evil Dead 4. Like, your fans are not going to barrage you every chance they get if they find out there's an inkling of a hope
0: if he wanted to do evil Dead for why in the fu- didn't he just do that to begin with as opposed well, to the series
2: well originally they were like they thought they were going to uh, appease the fans they're like look you would have gotten an hour and a half movie or now you get a series there's more to love which is totally fair but we're never satisfied steven we always want more
0: but we only got three seasons
2: Right, because people decided to pirate it instead of actually pay Stars five bucks a month to watch it. So now you have to sit in it. Mm-hmm. And then since uh. we're graded as a group, I I don't get it either. <laughs> and I paid for Stars.
0: It's all on Netflix now, so uh, there you go. That's
2: true. That's true. I'm just saying, like, no more new ones. Because, yeah. You know. But anyway, are you ready to play name that game? Woo! All right. I had a, I had a panic moment. I actually do have three. I thought I totally forgot the other two. And oh. I was like, dang, it's going to be a short game. But no, I, it's on there. Lace makes too many notes in different places and needs to learn her lesson. All right. Your first game mm-hmm. is a horror escape game set in an abandoned hospital. The hero is a criminal who repeats steal. What? Yeah, like how you steal something. I didn't I didn't write the synopsis. So, he will experience an unexpected horror of the abandoned hospital that you entered to hide from the police. The player controls the hero to escape from the murderer wandering around the hospital. Is this game? Okay. A. Robber's horror. B. Rob, steal, spook. C. Escape from the hospital. D, F this place. I'm out.
0: I wish it was that one. <laughs> uh, oh, my God.
2: I mean, when I watched the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I would have been like, F this place. I'm out. Uh, I don't need to repeat steals.
0: I mean, you know, with the way a lot of these games are. It wouldn't surprise me. But I'm going to go with C because it seems the most generic. Uh, and that seems to be the going rate for a lot of these these games. The yeah, most generic, right? nonsensical names. It could names. have just been
2: Hospital Escape Simulator for all we know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it might have been at one time.
2: All right. So you say C, Escape the Hospital. Hmm. And the answer is A, Robber's Horror.
0: Robber's Horror. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. they threw me for a loop. I thought that was a tad more creative than this.
2: It always, it's always funny to me when I find like the ones that like the name is fantastic, but then the game is garbage, That mm-hmm. I'm almost like, I can't touch it. They've already done such a great job at that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe one of these days i got to throw it in there, because if it's too good, we'll be like, no. No. All right. <laughs> For your second game, I'm sorry. These are all really small. But... More than 30 orthodox sectarians are underground. They locked themselves in man-made caves. You're a negotiator. Your task is to rescue them before the apocalypse. It's a text quest based on real events and using witness statements. Explore, believe it or not. Is this game Mm -hmm. A, hermits, B, cave monks, C, recluses, or D, loners?
0: Say A and B again.
2: A was hermits, and B is cave monks. I'm trying to enunciate, so I'm not... So they' like throwing you off by talking too fast. They all have <laughs> this
0: very particular title. Mm-hmm. B cave monks.
2: B cave monks. The answer is C recluses.
0: Recluses. That was my second yeah. guest. and I, I, yeah. I thought, no, no, let's let's go with the the weird one. Cave (laughs) monks.
2: I was pretty happy about that one, actually. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, words that mean I stay home. Got it. Um, All right, and your third and final game. You play the role of Dan, the current ninja order master. Use your ninja transformation ability and your special powers. Venture over 10 levels, defeat your bosses, save your family, defeat the crime organization live the legend of Dan your mission is to rescue your family from this crime organization whose members are known as a the name of the game (laughs) a bad ninjas B shadow gangs C crimson ninja Or D, Ninja wants to vanish but failed miserably because of the training he had and the fact that the game has over 10 levels and six bosses and your family just keeps getting into trouble.
0: You know, D is not far-fetched because I've seen a (laughs) title that long before. Uh, But.
2: You can tell when I've run out of creativity. I'm like, I'm just (laughs) going.
0: But. See, I feel like B would be a solid answer, but then there are two ninja answers, and I feel like maybe you were trying to throw me off. So I'm gonna say A, a Bad Ninja.
2: <laughs> it's a mean game, this name, that game. You say bad ninjas, and the answer is Shadow Gangs. So it was B. Aww, you had it too, Damn. yeah. I was hopeful for you on that one. I was like, you got it. You got it on that one. I was really hard to write that description. They kept wanting to say the name at every damn turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I knew I was going to screw it up and accidentally say it. Because I have done it, named that game once. And I don't think you noticed it. And I just let it go. Apparently, I didn't. <laughs> as soon as I read it, I'm like, shit. Hopefully, he didn't catch on to that. <laughs> But that's all I had prepared for our news this week. All right. And so we were going to move on to our headlighter, mm-hmm. which Steven so creatively came up with. And we actually kind of mentioned it a little bit last week. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll let you describe it. I don't want to butcher your beautiful idea.
0: Okay. So what we have here is a movie pitch. Now, there are a number of very, very terrible video game-based movies. There are
2: probably will have more.
0: Uh huh. We do have a few gems. You know, Mm -hmm. I I will say that there are few and far between, but there are some gems in there. The most recent being Sonic and Detective Pikachu were really good versions of those characters, which I was surprised by. So I feel like the trend is starting to rise. But,
2: People are starting to get it, yeah.
0: But <laughs> Monster Hunter is still on the way.
2: <laughs> we gotta wait, I guess, to be totally fair.
0: The fact that we are putting that in the real world already gives you. it marks against it, as far as I'm concerned. There's no reason for that. None at all. Other than to put the director's wife in the movie. And she could have been a Monster Hunter.
2: She could have.
0: But what? I don't know. Power anyway. of the
2: imagination. Yeah, here we go. Anyway. Gonna, you know what? Screw our idea. We're just going to knock yours <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> so what, what I want to do is we take one movie. And this week we'll obviously take a movie of our choosing. But what I'd like to do in the future is actually get all of you listening to pitch us a, a video game that you want to see turned into a movie. And then we have to take that and try and figure out how we could turn it into one. Like, what would be the idea here? What's the plot going to be? Like, keep it mm-hmm. as, as good, but as simple as we can. Don't convolute it, because a lot of these games have convoluted plots. So what do we need to do to kind of narrow it down to the base core of what we need to do to tell the story? But also, we want to make sure that it's good enough. It's not just... Doom being a hey, we're taking some guys and your space marines and then they're in space and then demons show up. <laughs> <laughs> stuff, so we don't want to do anything like that. <laughs> we, this person's going to be animated, yeah. But this one won't, and then and then and then we got to do the video game stuff and then turn it into first person because yeah. that's what the video game only, games
2: only do. on one part though, only on one, as a part. Nod. yeah,
0: because that's. That really made sense.
2: Over the shoulder the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Anyway, so we're trying to create the proper way to tell the story. Who's going to be our cast? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say writers, but, you know, I mean, who? there are a lot of great writers out there. Don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like yeah. a lot of people know who they are. Director, on the other hand, we could say, okay, well, it could be this director. That This is our dream casting, our dream production mm-hmm. team. Who are we going to have? What are we going to do to make this happen? And we can even flip it. It doesn't have to be live action. Do we feel like that it could be done in justice live action? Or does it have to go animated route? Because as we've seen now, we had a Super Mario Brothers movie in live action. That kind of faltered. I still feel like that could work, but I've pitched that already. Uh, But not to a degree. We could still work with that at some point. Uh, But they're doing an animated one now. It's gonna work. Yeah. I feel like that's gonna work for that character. So, yeah. Again, that's that's the pitch here. So, what game are we gonna pitch this week? Do you have Do you have a game? Because if you don't,
2: I I do. Yes.
0: Okay. What is your game?
2: Okay. So, assuming I understood mm-hmm. Stephen's pitch, because I get left to my own devices and sometimes go wrong. <laughs> but what i thought might be interesting was not tonight and i'm sure you've heard me talk about it the kind of paper please-esque um where they're in a dystopian britain during their their version of what would happen after a brexit or if they were attacked kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm not making a movie where you're literally just watching somebody check ids at a door but but the deeper story behind it I thought could be fairly interesting because okay. they pulled at the right threads there. So the thread I'm pulling at is that this could actually be a comedy or a dramedy, especially since the situation itself is kind of ridiculous, but also with some serious tones to the beginning of it. And so, um, it takes place after the collapse in the alternative Britain and what life looks like for, The main protagonist you get to choose man or woman so obviously i had free reign to choose whoever i wanted to star in 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 my movie Mm -hmm. and since you are the the plot i want to focus on has is the fact that you are of european heritage but somehow have been relocated to your home where you are in relocation block 112 and you've been assigned the job of a bouncer This is where I think the comedy could come in here, but I want it to be in kind of a serious tone. So the goal, you work, stay out of trouble, the government will still be following you and might allow you to even stay in your own country and the things that you have to do to ensure that that happens or the main protagonist in your own home country. So in this universe, the citizens of the European heritage have been rounded up and exiled, forced out, and then you find yourself in the midst of a booming gig economy, and now you, though, have to scrape by, or my main protagonist, to just even go back to his regular home. Now, I want to add the resistance that happens within the game. hmm So... That leads itself to a whole mess of really fun people that I think could be headed into this game. So with that being the focus, and I kind of like the idea of, remember how the ending of Clue, where we're like, but this could have happened? Yeah. Okay, with it being kind of a dystopian kind of era, I almost feel like we could do that if we wanted to try to go for both endings. But I I, I like that idea. But I would have to flesh that one out more. So we're just going to say, like, they joined the resistance, OK? All right. So with all the characters that we get to meet in the pubs and the nightclubs and everything like this, I kind of had fun kind of putting some people into place here. So for the main protagonist, seeing as how, again, like you said, you could choose whichever character you wanted to be. Uh, and maybe this is because I just binged Ozark. <laughs> but I kind of like Jason Bateman for it mm-hmm. because I feel like his comedic timing, especially in a drier sense and his drama chops. Wow. Like he's seriously impressed me the last couple of times. Cause I've never really seen him outside of a comedy, but now I've seen him in two dramas. I think, His sarcas, the sarcastic wit and the timing he has would totally lead very well to this, and I think he's a very good leading person. I almost could be persuaded to have him directed as well. Okay, because the last two things that I've seen that he starred and directed in, his style is actually kind of interesting. Okay, so I almost I I wanted for the sake of conversation to have a different director, but I'm not a huge movie buff, so I'ma stick with that. All right. So he gets to work double time for me. And since the game did make references to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I would like to cast Raymond Holt or Andre Braher, the actor's name, as the cop or government official who is constantly having to check up on Jason Bateman's character to ensure that he is paying his bills, paying his bribes so that he could stay in place, and just overall being big brother on him throughout the entire movie. Um, And there was a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine references in there. (laughs) But he will also be the one offering Jason Jobs, maybe bribes, selling drugs, whatever he decides that he wants you to do because you're under his thumb. You have no say, peon. You're lucky we're even letting you live. And since there's many levels in the game, and since you're already loving this pitch, (laughs) um, maybe save something for a sequel, but... I'm just going to pitch this location uh, as the main part, which is a bar that had two brothers, twins, that were running the bar. One did it during the daytime and one did it during the nighttime. Both said, You're not allowed to work for the other one or we will fire you. Um, but you have the uptight one who does everything by the book, OCD during the day. And then you have the kind of like hippie esque one that runs everything at night. He goes with the flow, you know, it's all good. So in my movie, uh, I'm putting in let's see Jason and jeremy London, okay we haven't seen them in a while, but I think between the whole dazed and confused era mm-hmm. we got we got we got you know him on lockdown, and then you know Jeremy did party of five, so he's definitely more serious i think i I cast that one pretty well, and I haven't seen them in a while, so they're probably free sure. um so <laughs> there is one. <laughs> And there's one consistent line hopper that's that's underage and is always trying to skirt their way in trick you whatever the case may be but I think Millie Bobby Brown I think with I've seen her in other little skits and stuff and then with her doing obviously amazing acting um I think that it would be really cute to have her be the recurring nuisance that you don't understand, you don't know that it's going to be happening the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want Jason's character to lean into it. He's going to accept the bribe, finally. doesn't care anymore. He's joining the resistance. He's towing the line between both the government and this. So obviously, I just want to focus on the powerful impact that the bombing of the clocks affected the protagonist's life in the very beginning. Be a very fast opening, lots of action, and Jason's character ends up being caught in the wrong crowd because of the company that he decided to keep. And if it only listened to the government about immigrants, he wouldn't even be in this situation. So now he has to work to survive until the opportunity presents itself with the resistance. And in my movie, we're going to work both angles keep the government happy while gathering all of the info to take them down. And the leader of the resistance in my movie, Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) Okay. Because I was told he has to be in every movie and I don't want to get that wrath. But no, honestly, like, I think as the leader of the resistance, with the fact that I'm building like a dramedy here, Duh, duh. I mean, why wouldn't you want Samuel L. Jackson? Sure. And so that's my pitch. I hope I did it right.
0: Well, the idea was that we were actually going to be able to converse and pitch together. <laughs> but See, if-
2: that's why I wanted clarification. I sat here all this morning going, "I got to final touch this and do all that." No, I thought I was making the pitch.
0: No, we're we're going to just discuss it together.
2: Okay. The 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 podcast stops here. <laughs> And then we start over.
0: It's fine. No, no, it's not going to happen. What
2: I, that's why I told you to go first. I said so I knew I was going that, to.
0: That's it. why, I, no, I was just trying to throw it out there and pitch it. But this is supposed to be mm-hmm. an open conversation. Yeah. So someone comes in and says, hey, uh, make Super Mario Brothers a movie and go. And then we're just like, all right. Who would you cast as this? Well, we discuss it between, like, who's your who's your ideal Mario? Who's my ideal Mario? I don't know. Is that good? Maybe we come up with somewhere in the middle. Yada, 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 yada. That was the idea. All right.
2: Well, then for for, for next week, we'll talk more than just sending gifts to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <But> that's, <laughs> that's the most And actually boring. have, like, a conversation. We just like to bull, mm-hmm. bull like, BS all week long. And then we're like, hey, how about we do this thing? And I'm like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> And I take whatever I thought he understood and I run with it. I think I got it right once. But, she, she, but it was a good years. pitch.
0: It was a good pitch. Like, I want to see your movie. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I do.
2: I, put, I, I did really think about which part of the, the story I want to pick out, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because
0: I, I, that's now that's the key thing, too, is what you did there, picking out the plot. I feel like that's going to be your key element to the, the movies that we have to make is with. Games with multiple, multiple sequels. Mm -hmm. How do you make the game or the movie based on the game and be true to what people know? And I feel Mm -hmm. like you've got to to simmer down the essence of what those games are and tell a good story based on that. You know, I think that's what Detective Pikachu and even Sonic to a degree did is they just took the idea... And said, how do we tell a good story around this? Doing what they did with Detective Pikachu, taking a completely random game and centering the world around that idea was smart. I feel like from that point, you've established this world. Now tell new stories within this world. They don't have to focus on those characters, but the world is established now. Tell a new story. Go, go yeah. tell your traditional Pokemon Taylor, Whatever you want to do. I don't care. But you've established the world. Run with it. Sonic. That was... Mm-hmm. I didn't really think him being in the real world was going to be a, a an idea that worked. But for whatever reason, it did. And mm-hmm. I, I think Ben Schwartz, and that's where a- acting comes into play, he sells the character enough that he's so likable yeah. that you just want to be with him. You want to hang around with this this character... For the duration of the movie, because he's just a he's a fun character, so you want to run around with him wherever he's going, sure, because he does that. So
2: again, you see and now he's adorable. Exactly,
0: he's not so. the, the nightmare fuel he was,
2: right? So <laughs> now that I can sleep at night again, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you see how all these elements intertwine and they work to make the movies. Even Jim Carrey, he was yet another added element to the movie. To this concept, it shouldn't work. But you have these actors who are so good that they just elevate mm-hmm. the material to where you're like... Oh, if absolutely. you dig in deep, maybe the the plot isn't all that great, but I'm still enjoying the ride because the people with me in it are making it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are a lot of great elements that are going to make these things work, and that's what I want these conversations to be. Can we create... This great pitch is is the great video game movie out there. Maybe we can stumble upon it. But well,
2: do we want to do yours the right way then?
0: I mean, we can (laughs) because
2: (laughs) if you want to.
0: I mean, I can I can go ahead and pitch it because this is one. Really,
2: your idea sounds like more fun anyway. So I overthought it again. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. Overthink.
0: Well, the one that I've been thinking of, and I've thought about this one a lot because I'm really surprised that it hasn't happened, and I guess I feel like. If Super Mario Brothers had been a success, we may have seen mm-hmm. this already. But since it was a disaster, I feel like Nintendo's been like, Nah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, we're just we're just not gonna let anyone play with our toys anymore. But the Legend of Zelda is a game that has a deep history. Mm-hmm. There is a great movie to be made, and. Not just a great movie, but I feel like you could create a brand new franchise with this one idea because here's my plot pitch. Okay. You start with the basics. You have all these games. We know what it's about. It's about Link. He's got to go save the princess from Ganon. Okay. We're going to take elements from several games and combine them into one cohesive story. We take the link from Twilight Princess, who's a farm boy. He's just he's you know just a regular old farm kid, and he gets sucked into this you know drama because he happens to be the chosen one of the Triforce, which is a growing mm-hmm. theme in every game. He's just one of the chosen, one of the three. He's just a farm boy. He he's he's got to make a, a trip to Hyrule Castle for whatever reason, and he's he's gotta go sell some cows or whatever and then while he's mm-hmm. there he maybe stumbles upon princess zelda and he's maybe a little smitten with her and he just wants to go take a peek and you know he gets to to meet her and talk to her and then they start to realize how their fates are intertwined and then at the same time he notices ganondorf within the window of the castle much like the ocarina of time where zelda was saying this guy is trying to overthrow you know my father, and I've got to do something about it. And then she's like, "Well, you help me," and all that stuff. So maybe that conversation doesn't happen like that. But they get to know each other. He gets to become aware of Ganondorf, who's the head general of the Hyrule Castle Army. So we see our antagonist. We see our two protagonists, and then something happens in between here. I'm trying to trying to figure out because again, there's so much story to be had. But yeah, between the time they meet. And the time he will return at some point, Ganon obviously kidnaps the princess. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is it that Link is going after? Because he's going to need something to help. Is he? Does he have to go find the Triforce? Yeah. Because Ganon is looking for the other Triforce pieces and maybe... Zelda had one and that's why he took her. Or maybe she knew the location of one. So that's why he took her. So he needs the other pieces. So Link's trying to possibly get the other pieces before he does. So that becomes kind of the the trope of the movie is gathering the MacGuffins as it were. were. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, has to find the Master Sword because that's the only thing that's going to help. Blah, blah, blah. But even that, you have to work that. The Master Sword has to be important in a way that... If he's going to stop Ganon, why does he need the Master Sword, you know? It's not just because yeah. it's the, oh, it's just, it stops evil. Okay, but give me a reason. That-
2: like a like a Sword in the Stone situation, <coughs> you add Link with the Master Sword, mm-hmm. and that's the connection as to why it's so powerful.
0: And perhaps maybe it's the only way, maybe it uh, doubles as a key to the Triforce locations.
2: Ooh, yeah. I so like that, actually. He has and to- then maybe they don't even know.
0: Yeah. And like you said, the sword in the stone. The sword is always in the stone. That's the, the key. No one can hold it but the hero of time or the mm-hmm. hero of Hyrule or whatever the hell they're going to call him. So he retrieves the sword, goes on the hunt for the Triforce. But then Ganon could be secretly going, ha ha, he'll gather them up. And then I'll come in and I'll swoop in and I'll take him, blah, blah, sure. blah. So you've got this big adventure, him going together. And then he, once he has them, what does he do? Well, maybe just Ganon cuts him off takes him, and then you've got to chase him back to his castle. And then by the time he gets there, he's absorbing all the power, turns into the big monster Ganon. There's your big Mm -hmm. action sequence at the end. But Zelda is not the damsel in distress. She is actually helping you at the same time because she is a badass just the same. So it all works out like that. So you're cutting out a lot of meat, but your main story Mm -hmm. would be from the Ocarina of Time, But you're taking out all the time travel elements and things like that and just focusing in on the meat of the story. Link, Zelda, Ganon, their connections, all that, Mm -hmm. the Triforce, bada bing, bada boom. Now, as I said, franchise. If you're taking elements from other games and combining them into the story, once you've established this, your sequel... Go wherever you want. You don't Uh have to make a direct sequel to this. It's called The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Tell a new tale, a different link, a different cast, a different story entirely. It doesn't
2: have to be, yeah, a story already a game has been made about. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Don't, I mean, even if you want to use little elements of other games, don't be constrained by the narrative of those games. If you wanted to sit somewhere, yeah. if you want to do a seafaring tale like in The Wind Waker, do that. But don't tell that story. Just tell a story as that is your backdrop. And then mm-hmm. go hog wild. Do whatever you want. Tell the legend of Zelda based on the legend created right there in that moment. Boom.
2: Yeah, you pretty much just got to make sure like the characters still stay within what would be... I guess "quote unquote" believable for what they they've done, and then outside of that, just put them in these situations, and this is how they would react. Yeah, and move on. Yeah. Now, if you no, could, totally. if you
0: could tell the story without repeating yourself of just the, uh we gotta go after the the triforce again. Oh God, somebody's got the triforce again. Mm. Yeah, that's gonna get old. So, if you can find a way to tell a new story. Within this world or a different world, 100 years from now, 100 years in the past, 200 years, whatever it is. I feel like that's the key to this franchise. You can tell a direct sequel if you want
2: or just start fresh. Yeah. Do something new. Like It doesn't have to be a continuation necessarily of that same one. Yeah,
0: And then you can have any...
2: Isn't that what we've been saying about Uncharted, too? Yeah. Like, you don't have to redo the exact game. No. Which doesn't seem like they are if we ever get anything from that.
0: And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I've been meaning to say something about this. I actually found out Nolan North is not pleased about Mark Wahlberg being Sully.
2: Oh, I did not He's just that. like,
0: I don't see Sully in that. I
2: still feel like it was a peace offering. It might have been, but... Because I still want to say he was supposed to be Nathan, right? Like, uh. when we originally heard about it a long time ago, mm-hmm. and then they wanted to do a younger him version, and then... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it was like, all right, Mark, but what if we let you be Sully? And then he's like, okay.
0: He's not Sully. I'm. I'm with Nolan. I,
2: again, it. I'm just gonna say though, he's an actor. Let him act. So I. I don't think any of us should say anything until we've seen it, and then we can say with our, you know, with confidence, nailed it or didn't. Because yeah. we've seen too many actors get blah, 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 blah all over, and then they end up killing and crushing the role, and then we're like, well, prove me wrong. We look like jerks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So I say give him a chance to fall on his face first and then we can have an opinion about it. Or not. Or
0: not. Or not. Now since we have our basic movie plot, who Mm -hmm. is playing Link, who is playing Zelda, and who is playing Ganon?
2: See, I was trying to think of that like as you were talking about it. And, like, this is going to be my downfall about not knowing, like, younger actors, really. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you'd want it more age-appropriate. Because <laughs> as soon as you kept saying it, I'm like, Carrie Elby's But I'm like, no, he's too old. Um, unless we're, like, Grandpa Link later on. Well, I would, we s- do him.
0: I would say if we're – I definitely would say younger actors for, oh, Link, for sure. and Gan- or Link and Zelda. And then Ganon could be whomever. Anywhere. Yeah, he could be yeah. whatever age. But now – Considering Link is always the silent hero, what kind of personality would we give him? Because he cannot be a mute. So, do we make him like a lovable, goofy type character, or is he the stoic, tough guy like a Witcher? Like, what would you yeah. consider? For-
2: I guess it was like a, a kind of the tone that we, if you wanted to, have where it just has funny moments, but is overall normally kind of a serious action flick. Mm-hmm. That would kind of change it, I think, depending on that. Because, like, if you wanted a little bit more of like the goofy esque thing, I don't know. I kind of think like Ryan Reynolds. I feel like he nails everything when it comes to that. <laughs> he can do both sides of the coin. Yeah, you know, he can be funny. He can be serious, and and can and can go back and forth. I think pretty well, um, but again. Is he too old for that? Yeah. Like, what age are we yeah. going into? You know what I say, mean. I don't know. Younger people. This sucks. Like I actively avoid like movies with teenagers in it and stuff. I like really do. Like sorry guys. Early twenties sure
0: actors. I'd say where I would go now. Like I, I will say this as a first choice because I was thinking. I feel like this is a kind of a a cop out, but at the same time. Kind of see it. Kind of see it, maybe. Um Tom Holland. He's kind of a, a lanky, gangly, could be kind of. That is true. You know? <laughs> this is true. Keep him in his uh British accent. And I think he could. Oh, yeah. He could kind of do something.
2: Because I guess that could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know.
0: I mean, I'm not saying. It,
2: he could be German, right? We don't know. We don't know.
0: He could be whatever. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that's that's an absolute must, but I'm just right. saying that maybe Like he could. He could, maybe. You
2: could keep it. Yeah. It's not like breaking any rules. Yeah. Put
0: him in elf ears and I mean he he could look the part. You don't know. Give him long hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never seen the boy with long hair.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: But that would be a thought.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Early twenties. I, I, I
2: could be persuaded. Okay. Although I've seen him in very little. It's been it's been fine.
0: Okay uh who else
2: and and i'm like the worst too at recalling people's names so i'll have to just sit here and keep going but the person that was in the the thing
0: the the, the thing
2: <laughs> i like i have to sit here and like google the movie i'm thinking of and get the actors or actresses' name so i remember who the heck i'm talking about now again
0: i feel like he would work if we're we're working with a sillier tone uh mm-hmm. like if we wanted because again i think it needs to be a fun movie I don't think it needs to be stoic and dark. Well,
2: that's why I think, like, some comedic moments, but I don't know if we'd want it to be just like comedy all around. Like, a serious action adventure, but obviously you have those moments that you chuckle at, and like, oh, that was good, or a nod from something in the movie, you know, that... I've, fans would would catch on to. Yeah,
0: I feel like maybe the levity of the film, like the fun moments that you have, would be early on in the film. But then when you get to Gannon, there cannot be one moment of of humor. There can't like Gannon cannot be a funny character. I want him to be like the the tone shifts the moment he's in the room. You know, the moment he's in the scene, mm. it's like okay, shit's shit's got bad. We 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 can't mess with this guy because he's he's supposed to be this devious evil.
2: Yeah. Power hungry. I'm like, staring at his picture right now, hoping like somebody would inspiration snap. would strike. Yeah.
0: Now, I'm gonna pitch out yet another one for Link for a, a more serious tone. Now he can do comedy. I'm not saying he can't, but I feel like he could be a bit more of an action star. That would work and he actually did some uh some archery stuff here recently uh Taron Egerton uh he played Robin Hood you know he could i think Which he version? could have a look for it and and he would kind of have that uh, pretty boy tough guy kind of vibe to him you know what i mean oh yeah okay i think he could i had to look
2: him up cuz again i don't ever <laughs> remember anyone's name um but yeah. Uh, yeah and he's kind of a little cutie yeah
0: So I think if you wanted to have a a bankable star, someone who's good, someone who's attractive, I'm not saying Tom Holland isn't, but I'm just saying that I feel like he would have more of an action star vibe to him, you know, because he has done a little bit of action star. Now, Zelda.
2: Yes, Yes.
0: She would not be, like, I could see her having fun moments, but overall, I feel like she needs to be kind of a a somber character. Because she knows of the the horror that's going on, the the, the treachery, and she's trying to figure out what she can do. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's only so much she can do. But she also has... Her destiny. She knows what her destiny is. She knows that she's intertwined and fates are intertwined. And maybe she even knows that when she meets Link. It's like, hey, that's why we're meeting. I know that our fates are intertwined, but I can't tell you that because, you know, Mm -hmm. don't want to ruin all that. But I know why you're here. Blah, blah, blah. So what what actress could you see playing that role?
2: (sighs) Like, that's why I was just trying to look up this chick's name right here. And I'm I'm having a hard time finding her actual name, even though I see her picture (laughs) right here. (laughs) And I don't know why her name isn't attached to it. Dang it. I need to, like, work on memory exercises. Give me your name.
0: No idea her name.
2: Chloe uh, Moritz.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. there we go. Now I
2: found it. I like I don't know why that's who I thought of. It was taking me forever to figure out her name, and then for some reason, like I found her picture and not her, and <laughs> it's so weird. Or the name that's associated with it. But I feel like the stuff that I've seen her in, and kind of would look it mm-hmm. too, if we're going for that, and hits the right age range. Yeah,
0: give her the the little elf ears because that's the other thing too. Oh, They've yeah. got to sell the ears, and I think mm-hmm. she,
2: yeah, and I think she could. She could
0: probably sell them. It's
2: like the with the the <laughs> face shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the ears going up a little bit more, it wouldn't look awkward. Mm -hmm. Well, for the movie. (laughs) Now, I I will... In context. I'm
0: going to pitch a secondary choice. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like she is someone who could probably pull this off. She's someone who hasn't gotten... She has gotten recognition. But I feel like she needs another role to kind of... Distance herself. Oh,
2: please. My 15 minutes passed a long time ago, but I appreciate
0: it. (laughs) I mean, you would do good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think she's got a look about her that you don't have to necessarily go blonde. You can kind of... Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed that... Oh, yeah.
2: Anyone's hair can change. Yeah.
0: I feel like Zelda's hair, they've they've tried to tone her down a little bit, a little bit more brown Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which I've kind of liked, you know, because she's not the peach... Princess Peach Blonde and all that stuff. But uh, Daisy Ridley, the one that played Rey in the, the last Star Wars films, I like okay. her look. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I th- I feel like she could she's got the the, the acting chops to, to sure. elevate it. And I feel like she could really bring something to that, keep her accent and everything like that. She didn't have to hide anything. Um and she would give it that that elegant regal feel to it, sure. naturally. Yeah. So I, I think she could do do really good. And we already know she's a badass, too. So, you know, she's Absolutely. already got that going for her. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be much of a stretch. It's just whether or not... Do you want to keep her in that dress the entire time? Or do you want to give her more battle-ready outfits? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because you could also Probably, throw in yeah. the side uh, uh, story that they did in the Ocarina of Time where Zelda's hiding out as Sheik, which is... Like this alternate personality. So it looks like this ninja person. And Mm -hmm. then they reveal it was her the entire time guiding you along. So it could be something. And then that way it kind of gives the character more to do other than just being kidnapped.
2: Right. Which is all she was really good for Mm. in a couple of the games. That's right. Especially two. What was up with that? I don't know. Anyway.
0: All right. So we've got choices for Link. We've got choices for Zelda. Now Ganon. Ganondorf who is our Ganondorf do we want to go big I know do we want to go like what are we looking for I'm here like
2: I'm staring at him man and I was hoping like you almost feel like it would have to be a big dude right like kind yeah of? you can apple box and camera angle and all this kind of stuff but like I feel like a bigger presence mm-hmm. would still be good yeah yeah and I don't want to just fall on like your typical, like The Rock or, you know, those kind of words. Although they do great jobs, I feel like we could find someone better. Not necessarily better, but just like I feel like when I'm, when we're talking about these kind of movies, I almost feel like kind of unknowns can add a lot more to it because then people are going because they love the story and not necessarily just because there's star power driving them in and it could be just a garbage movie because we were relying on their star power. Sure. Um,
0: no i haven't i have a choice but it's not an unknown
2: okay but i feel i just didn't want to fall back on like oh yeah vin diesel or the rock like your normal big dudes that you would think of well i feel like no vin's not necessarily tall but
0: i I feel like this guy's buff enough um and and got the acting chops to back it up with the presence and would actually see his face for once uh, tom hardy You throw in the right amount of makeup to him. I feel like he could bring the intensity needed.
2: Well, I feel like you would have to have some sort of CGI or something for Gan, unless Mm -hmm. you're just going to make him some big dude breadhead and make this all kind of more a realistic form in our supernatural kind of... I feel like... Or not supernatural, but... Yeah, I would... The magical elements that come along with it. I
0: wouldn't want to CG him. I think it would, you know, the right amount of makeup and stuff like that to kind of give him Mm -hmm. a unique look about him. Uh, and then of course the your big battle at the end you could do your cg now tom hardy would be in a way i feel like we could we could twist this just a little bit because in in an, in essence that could be whitewashing i'm not saying that Ganondorf has ever been considered white <laughs> we did white, do that didn't we but but mm-hmm. he he is supposed to be part of a, a clan uh known as the Gerudo's. And mm. perhaps maybe someone with a bit more of an ethnic background would be better. Yeah. Now, granted, and no, I'm sure. just kind of using that as a basis. Now, if we're just acting, 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 that would be that that would be where I'd go. But why not someone with a bit more of an ethnic background? That's not the rock.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not white.
0: So. Uh, trying to think of of someone that would
2: oh shoot go all in put terry Crews. done i mean that would be hilarious (laughs) i mean he's a big dude he's buff as they come and i think he can pull off what needed to be done there maybe a smidge i don't know he'd be that he'd
0: come at link with his dancing pecs
2: (laughs) oh my god right like that's just
0: freaking people out
2: it's really kind of crazy. They're like their own separate entity from the rest of his body.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, these uh, are just ch- yeah. choices that we have right here now. And or who
2: was the guy in Avengers: Affinity War or whatever? That dude that was the bald one, the actor um, Josh Brolin. He was also huh? <laughs> Josh Brolin, the 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 gray and red guy. Remember, I oh, watched these movies, but I don't know the lore. Gray that well. and red guy. Yeah, the, the the he was part of. Um, Come on! Oh my God! There's I, I I know I know I know of like which versions of the movies like they all came together in Avengers, but uh-huh. he was in the uh, one with the school, the the raccoon oh, buddy and Groot. Groot. Uh huh. Oh, dude, you're talking
0: about Dave Batista? Yes. Okay
2: that guy i mean
0: sure <laughs>
2: the round of this is my life <laughs> when i try to think of anybody's name this is how i yeah. describe stuff and you wonder why my husband just walks away from me when i'm doing this like i can't even right now we've just got to wait till words happen <laughs> like it's fair um i mean but that guy yeah but that guy it, i
0: mean i feel like tom hardy's got better chops but
2: <laughs> just, just throwing him out no for sure i think you already chose the best one out of the ones that we're mentioning yeah. but um, but
0: hey you know what maybe we're wrong <laughs> Everybody yeah. can have a choice now. It
2: happens every day. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: now I guess finally different. would be director. Like who would we want to direct this epic, sweeping epic, adventure?
2: This is where I will just acquiesce 100 percent because of not being a huge movie buff. Like I know like your basics okay. people that like everyone knows about. You know like your James Cameron, your you know mm-hmm. like those guys. The the the, the so I don't know any unique. <laughs> and if you thought it was me trying to describe an actor in a movie, and then me trying to describe a director, holy crap, we'll be here for the next two hours. Okay,
0: so we'll, I tell you what, we'll forego <laughs> directors uh, because nobody really comes <laughs> That's to my mind. My downfall. I mean, we could sit there and say, "Hey, Peter Jackson," because he did Lord of the Rings, but then it would turn into a three-hour extended version that we don't need so
2: well, how about the uh, the guy richie there you, there you go
0: because go. he did aladdin <laughs> sure
2: sure you know
0: but hey I know. I, i'll we'll leave it at that we'll pass the question on to you yeah. wonderful siblings what do you think what what do you like our choices do you have choices of your own tell us comments at super mega crash <laughs>
2: Tell Lace to learn the names of people for a change. Yeah, for Christ's you know, sake. We're trying to, to do stuff loud, here. The internet's ruined me. <laughs> I don't have any recallability anymore because I can just type it in and have it. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Don't do drugs, kids. Anyway, so... <laughs> No, that was a fun idea i liked your version of it definitely better and um would have been a lot easier on me to not freak (laughs) out about it the whole time i'm like who are people people (laughs) that was most of my day Going, i like this person no what was their name (laughs) um why did i know them uh but yeah well that's our show then Mm -hmm. Excellent. A nice long one for you. So hopefully you've really got nothing to do when you sit down for this one. Sure. Guys. Uh, but you can totally hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Send an email at SuperMegacrash at gmail.com. You can totally tell us, like, how I ruined it or made it better or who you want in your video game movie. You can also find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen Steven put so much time and love into. And you can support the show, of course, by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. To support the show and get extra stuff that you wouldn't normally see early because Patreon people get some cool sneak peeks of stuff, guys. And I've gotten a sneak peek of something today that you're going to want to watch. Mm-hmm. So go check in a buck if you'd like to see. Uh, but you can tell your friends to find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network, found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Thank you for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley.
0: And I am Stephen White.
2: And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then,
0: game on. <laughs>